You're about to enter the world of on the cusp. The intense language used here requires that you put your brain in pause, place your watch next to the microwave, and experience a different level of mind diffusion. Now sit down, grab your coffee, buckle up, and enjoy what is about to happen and coming your way. What you are listening to is on the cusp. Welcome to another episode of On the Cusp. And by the way, if you'd like to look at our website, please go to onthecusp.app. I think you'll like it and you can find several other episodes of our previous episodes. And please, if you can, or if you'd like to leave us a comment, we'd like to hear from you. You can leave a voicemail for us. Just click on the microphone on the bottom right of the website. So hope you're doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm not doing great this weekend. As you can see, pretty much everyone is posting on Facebook that they got their vaccine. Well, I didn't do that because I wanted to save it for you guys. For everyone, I just got my shot. I got that single shot, the Janssen or Jensen or Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So I didn't want to get the two shots. Really scared of uh, needles. So I'd rather get one jab rather than two. But uh, I've been feeling pretty weak the whole weekend, and it's uh, it kind of made me really lazy. But more than body aches, nothing else. So I think it's pretty cool that I got it done. And I can get ready to travel with maybe less concern to be out there in the field moving forward. As you can see, I'm on my own today because the rest of the team is out there uh, at the um, at Division 21. So rather leave them alone as opposed to you know trying to rush and make this or make the podcast or make the episode. This, mo- this morning or this afternoon. That's for you to find out what time it is, right? And in any case, since we're talking about vaccines and being vaccinated, I was reading about the vaccinations and what, what should I be concerned with out there? And basically from the CDC, fully vaccinated people can travel internationally without getting a COVID test before they fly. The thing is, what country is going to let you in, right? And do you want to go to another country that does not have, or they're not out there with the vaccines yet? Because there's a lot of countries that do not have, are not able to vaccinate everyone. So at least there's no more quarantining for me. I think when I had to fly to Boston, I needed to quarantine. You needed to get a test. There's no need for that anymore once we get the vaccine. And so that's a pretty cool thing. And I really like that. Besides that, there's not a lot of um, guidance on what uh, what we can do or cannot do as far as people that are already vaccinated. So we'll see come up what comes up in the next few days. 
Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the dental industry, just for a little bit. More about the uh, the workforce. For example, in 2009, according to the Health Policy Institute from the ADA, female graduates in 2009 were 46%. In 2019, the female graduation rate rose to 506 So today there's more women than men graduating as dentists. I think another thing that is also interesting is that even with all this talk about DSOs, half of the dentists in the U.S. have a private practice. And so these are the solo, solo dentists out there. So that's very interesting. Another thing that is interesting is how much female versus male dentists work, right? So for example, in general, all dentists, they now work 35 hours or 35.7 hours in 2019 versus 34.8. So they're working a whole hour more than, than before. Now let's break it down between male and female. So let's look at 2009 first. Male dentists in 2009 worked 35.1 hours, and female dentists work 33.6 hours. So there's a disparity there of about two hours between male and female. And then if we move to 2019, male dentists now work 36.2 hours, and female dentists work 34.8 hours. We can see that both female and male dentists are working a little bit more, slightly more than, than in the past. And also men continue to work slightly more than female counterparts. Okay, so since I have a lot of time to sit down and not do anything, I was looking at Forbes. It seems that Forbes rank or ranks several people as billionaires, and there's three... There's three people that work in the dental field as billionaires. You can take a look at who they are. So the first one is Christoph Zeller, number 502. His net worth is approximately $5.5 billion. And he is actually, he seems to be the, the founder or part of the founders for Ibuclar. Uh, so he is... Uh, he is in Liechtenstein, and so seems to be doing really, really good. So he is part of this uh, company. It says here that uh, as, as far as Forbes, few have ever heard of his company, obviously because they're not focused on the dental field, but I think we've all heard about Ivo Clark. Okay, so let's move to the next one. The next one is going to be Thomas Straumann. I think we know who this guy is. He owns 17% stake in Strauman Dental. He is the grandson of Reinhard Strauman, who was the who founded the company in 1954. And then uh, his father is Fritz in the 70s. And so his dad, Fritz, is the one they introduced the titanium dental implants into the dental market. So that is that's why you see that there is a network net worth of for actually 4.2 billion in any case let's go ahead and go to the 
third one, I think the third one is also interesting. His name is Heike Kiyostila, and he is the president of Planmeca. And so Planmeca is, uh, according to Forbes, one of the world's largest dental equipment. Hang on one second, that's my alarm. So according to Forbes, Kiyostila, Kiyostila or Kiyostila founded Planmeca in 1971 in Helsinki as a small dental stools and cabinet manufacturer. Can you imagine the repair guy coming into the office and kind of like telling the doctor, the dentist, hey, I'm here to check your stool. <laughs> and then the doctor or the dentist pulls his pants down. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I said, no, I'm with uh, Mr. Heike Kayosala. We manufacture dental equipment. <laughs> I really want to check the stool that you sit on. Oh, okay, no problem. Anyway, the company has expanded to making 2D and 3D imaging x-ray devices for dentists. So that's not bad. 1.5 billion is his net worth. So Mr. Kayostila or Kayostola or whatever, maybe someone can tell me what the name is, is based out of Helsinki, Finland. And that's where Planmeca is from. Okay, let's move on to dental laboratories. I think by now everyone's heard that National Dentist acquired Dental Services Group. It's interesting because what are we looking at? 30 plus 40 equals 70? Or 30 plus 40 approximately is going to equal 60 or 50? I mean, NDX is the, larger, the largest network of labs that we have out there. I think dental services is pretty close. I think we're going to see a, a big shift here in, as to what is going to happen with these laboratories. They cannot all stay open. I think it's going to be interesting to see what will happen with them. And then how are they going to operate? Is DSG disappearing or is there going to be a subgroup of national dentists? So that'll be interesting. Another thing that, that is interesting is how many, how many employees the, the organizations have. Together, they employ approximately 4,000 employees, and they serve approximately 50,000 customers across the U.S. It's very interesting. So we'll see how that develops, and hopefully, maybe it helps us stabilize prices or maybe bring prices down. It's always a good thing to bring the prices a little bit up for dental laboratories because dental lab owners are suffering out there. So hopefully, it goes, it goes well. Another thing that happened and that I did not hear until this weekend was that Lightsure is also on the move and this dental lab group got a private equity investment company. Apparently the name of the company is Convest Partners and they have invested in Lightsure. So they see a potential for Lightsure to continue growing also. I think it's interesting, however, maybe because of the, the size and the impact that DSG National Dentics have in the market. Not a lot of people heard about Lightsure getting the investment uh, injection from this private group. So I think it's good for everyone. According to the report, there's five laboratories that are uh, with, um, with Lightsure across the U.S. So maybe that's going to help them grow a little bit faster. We'll see what's going to happen there. At least me, myself, uh, I wish everyone good luck in, in growing and making the market better. 
So anyway, and now we got a Florida man story here again. Oh my gosh, we get so many of those. So there was this guy, Florida man in Jacksonville, Florida. He was arrested last month for practicing dentistry inside of his home without a license. And the the title of the headline is Unlicensed Dentist Accused of Practicing at Home. He's not a dentist. A fake guy tries to pass himself as a dentist, but he's not an unlicensed dentist. Either he's a dentist or he's not a dentist. A 56-year-old Jose Santos Vicente charged with practicing dentistry without a license. The police said that he was doing this out of the comfort of his own home. Have you ever noticed that nobody ever says discomfort of his own home? Like, why is it always a comfort? Maybe he doesn't like living in his house. And he's kind of like, there's a discomfort to living in the house. <sighs> I don't know, maybe. Anyway, there were police cars. There were all kinds of uh, un undercover agents. And it was shopping shocking for the neighbors. So the officers, they took away boxes from his home. Probably all of those patients that he had and he kept records of. The thing is, what happens to those patients? What happens to the people that go to these type of uh, unlicensed uh, dentists, sky quotes? What happens with them? Do they get punished for going to an unlicensed dentist, sky quotes? I don't know. We'll see what happens with them. But in any case, uh, this guy had, or this cat here, had been uh, arrested before back in 2009. And he got two years. And then he came out, and now he's doing it again. So maybe this time he'll get three years or four years. Uh, he was apparently telling his clients or his patients that he got his license from the University of Puerto Rico. And he could perform all procedures besides root canals. So I guess he could do everything except root canals. That's very interesting for everyone that went there. Needless to say, the state of Florida has no record of Vicente ever being licensed to practice dentistry. Interesting, isn't it? And so, now I just want to leave you with this advice or some advice. As you know, I work with Amon Gearbach. The team also works with Amon Gearbach. And one of the things that I saw my last trip to the office, as I went to the service technician to see how he was doing, he showed me a mill that had a lot of dust on the internal parts of the mill. And by dust, I mean zirconia dust. And so the zirconia dust was basically coating most of the areas inside of the milling machine, which is not supposed to be if there is a good vacuum. So I would recommend to everyone that has a laboratory to take good care of the vacuum that you have. If you're purchasing a milling machine, get the vacuum that your vendor is recommending because it is very important to have a good vacuum system with that machine. Best is if everything is being delivered or everything is being shipped to you as a system, if you have an integrated system. It is very important because that can either shorten the life of your mill and the vacuum or give you a long life with that mill that you have. It is important to regularly check the bags of the vacuum, check the pre-filter, make sure that you do your maintenance on those vacuums. It is more important than not to have a properly working vacuum. 
this customer that sent us the mail, it had broken down. But a lot of the things that happened had happened because of the lack of proper vacuuming. And so there's overheating going with the components because there's there's a coating of zirconia all over. Uh, the zirconia is running into the access system. It is going into all of the electronics. So if there's anything that I can say and leave you with is that take a good look at your system and make sure that you're making a good a good maintenance, not only to the vacuum, but your complete system. And so one last thing again, take a look at our website, go to onthecusp.app. There will be new items that we are going to be introducing into the, uh, into the site and uh, give us some support. Send us a message, leave a voicemail to us, leave a message for us so we can uh, answer any questions that you might have, regardless of what the question might be. We hope that uh, you're going to have a great weekend. You take care and stay positive. Bye-bye.